With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Christopher Tompkins, and you are listening to the Success To Go podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited, super excited for my guest today. Um, I'm going to tell you all about her in just a minute. To whet your appetite, you're going to have to wait. So, have you been listening to us? Well, you know, I'm glad for all of the reviews you've been given. Um, Please, if you are subscribed to this, if you're not, get Pull over if you're on your car. Please subscribe, vote, send me a comment, do all of that stuff that normal people would do. We're a show of this caliber. And um, also, we have tons of shows on demand that I want you to check out, and you can learn a lot. Now, the Success to Go podcast is all about me sharing some of the people that I've done business with over the years, friends, um, business colleagues, other professionals from different fields. You know, in a previous episode, I, I interviewed Tiffany Ford, who is one of the people that I work with in the improv community. So um, I, I, I really, I've learned so much over the years from all of these great people. And what I really want to do is I want you to learn from them. These people have built their businesses. They have figured out how to do things in their own way. So if you can listen to this episode and you can just take away two or three tips from our guest, it's going to be useful for you. And that's how I've been able to grow my business, The Go Agency. If you want to learn more about The Go Agency, you can check us out online, thegoagencyusa.com. But enough about me. I've got to talk about my guest. I got Meg Marin here. Uh, Meg Marin is a good friend of mine and also one of the leaders in the industry um, that I really respect and I really love her drive. I love her ambition and, uh, you know, hey, I love a lady that goes out and gets it. So um, Meg Marin is a second generation owner of Griswold Home Care Pinellas. It's a great company, but she's also president of Marin Consulting LLC, which provides consulting expertise to companies in the senior care industry. So if you're in the senior care industry, call her. Listen to this interview and then call her. I mean, this is how you do it. Um, She's also the founding member and past president of the Griswold Home Care Franchisee Association and was recently awarded Franchisee of the Year by the American Association of Franchisees and Dealers which is an advocacy um, organization for franchisees. So, you know, if you're, if you're in the franchise organization, you know what I'm saying. This is, this is a big deal. So I want to welcome you, Meg. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Chris. It's always so good to see you. Yeah, it's so good to see you. And I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to um, come and, uh, you know, have a really quick, quick interview with me today um, because there's so much. Oh, I've got to tell you about um, um, uh, where you can learn more about um, Griswold. It's Griswold Home Care. Dot com. So if you want to learn more about uh, Meg's company, which is super awesome, 
there you go. You probably heard of it already, though. I'm just I'm preaching to the converted. So um, we're going to go through some awesome questions today because I, I, I really feel that, um, Meg, your uh, perspective is a really fresh one. And I think that you have a lot of different ways that you run your business that I think a lot of people can... Can, can learn from, because a lot of people don't know that um, I work with a lot of different people um, within the industry that Meg has worked with, and I and it's always, you know, she's so great, it, they stick around, you know what I mean? She has the ability of keeping people close to her that are good for her business, but also she's not good to them just to be good to them. I've this, been so fortunate to be blessed by having so many people come into my life and my business that have made huge impacts on me and uh, being able to keep up relationships with those people oh my God, is yeah. amazing and uh, yeah I, I'm so fortunate yeah in, in in you know let's get right into it you know everybody has something that they do in the morning um, and it's funny I've had a string of interviews where everyone's like well I'm not a morning person and it's like oh okay well I am I'm like I'm like <laughs> that I'm like the energizer bunny I'm annoying in the morning. Um, so do you have any sort of morning or, or a way that you start each day that like gets you going, gets you set up? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I'm, I, first of all, the, like the first thing as soon as my feet hit the floor, I've got to brush my teeth. <laughs> first thing on the block. Okay, okay, uh, we're, th we're there. Second thing is a cup of coffee. Okay. I got to walk the dog around the block. The walking of the dog okay. is probably the most important part of, well, unless you talk to me, then you want me to brush my teeth. But the walking <laughs> the dog is the part that really just gives me some time to like just relax, kind of mull over what I'm thinking of for the day. Right. You know, a little decompression time. Of course. Um, but then I think the biggest thing in terms of the business and the success is I start every day by making a list of the things that I expect to accomplish in that day. And, and, and sometimes okay. it might be more of also, you know, writing out the things, that the bigger projects, but right. getting very specific about what do I need to get done today and then going through and really prioritizing them so that I know mm -hmm. that what I'm focusing my time on are the things that are the most important and I'm not running around chasing tasks that, you know, could be, could be better accomplished, um, you know, once the big things are done. And I think that's just a skill that, mm -hmm. that is just vital. Now, do you wait to do that until you get to uh, your location, or do you do that at home with your coffee, or what, what do you do? You know, I usually do it when I get to the office. Okay. Like, that sort of helps me set my tone for the day, but I don't always work from my office. If I'm working from home or if I'm traveling, right. I do it, you know, wherever I'm planning right. on setting up for the day. You know, mm -hmm. it could be I'm doing it at my seat on the airplane if I'm flying to a meeting someplace, but... It just is where I start my working day, wherever I start my working day. And I think that's a really great um, takeaway for people that are listening. You know, if you're if you're trying to like really get your day set up for success, it's nice to know what the hell you got to do. I mean, it's so funny because I know a lot of people that wing it, right? They'll you got to have a goal if you want to be on the right path. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to achieve stuff? And I'm in in like if you're doing something like Meg does a lot of really great. Um, she's doing a great event that's coming up, and I'll let her talk about that a little bit later. But it's something that doesn't happen overnight. You have like 45 steps that you have to do, and if you don't keep on task, I mean... And I'm just hugely goal-oriented in general. I mm -hmm. mean, when we talk about what is it that I want to accomplish today, it, it needs to be granular. It can't just be like, I'm going to take over the world. Yep. You know, when we look at, <laughs> yeah, you know... If, uh, I agree if, with you. An example, we can talk about the event later, but this Delivered mm -hmm. with Heart Awards, it's a fundraiser that we're right. doing in February. And when you look at it, you know, for example, one of the tasks could be, you know, um, get sponsors for the event, charity sponsors for the uh, event. 
But when you break it down, that's right. create a flyer, figure out the incentives, you mm -hmm. know, get a PDF, create a form, figure out the financing. Like there's every step and every goal can be broken down until it's at a fine level. Mm -hmm. And then that's where you tackle it and go from there. And I think that that's really big too, is knowing what steps you have to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I do um, every day is when I wake up, I make a list of things. I'll do it with my coffee because as soon as I get into the office, it's kind of like... Because um, you're a morning person. That's yeah, why. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. After my swim, after I meditate, I make a list. It's like I'm annoying. Um, but um, I'm really annoying. Honest to God. Like, I, like I'm like... I, okay, you have to stop saying that mantra. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You believe the things you say. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to... Um, so what I'll do is I will create a list of the things that are the most painful. Like when I woke up and I'm like... God, where are my pain points that I'm feeling as soon as I wake up for the business? Yeah. And then I strategize. I circle, I'll make a list of five, and I'll choose maybe one or two, and I'll dedicate an hour to two of them. Yeah. And just see what I can do with that to release it. And I st since I've started doing that, it's been so great because I'm able to do a lot of stuff that I hate, like, easily. <laughs> You have to you have to hold yourself to the flames. You know what I mean? It's really easy to hold everybody else around you to be accountable for getting things oh my done. God, yeah. But if you don't do it yourself, A, they're not gonna respect you and, and fulfill on that, and B, you're never gonna get anywhere. So I think and sometimes mm -hmm. it means, you know, prioritizing might be prioritizing the things that you hate to do just to get yep. it finished. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um if there was like a business tool that you couldn't live without, you know, something that you, you really relied on, what would it be? Um, it's absolutely my cell phone. Like yeah. my cell phone mm. is like a, it's like my third hand. It's like an appendage <laughs> to my body. Um, but you know, also it's made huge revelations in my, in my business. I mean, if right. we look at the home care industry, you mm -hmm. know, my mom started this in 1992. So okay. 25 years ago, there was no, you know, there was no cell phone. I mean, there was there, nothing that was practical at least. Mm -hmm. And we used to, uh, be on call and have to run and find, you know, pay phones, the nearest pay phone. And, oh you know, you God. couldn't have your contacts with you. We'd have to have a Rolodex or a book, oh my an gosh. address book. And, and I mean, this is coordinating care for dozens and dozens of people at the time and mm -hmm. doing it all, you know, uh, we'd, we'd write paper calendars and oh the whole nine yards. You know, today I can work from pretty much anywhere with my cell phone. And uh, mm. it's just, it allows me to, to be able to accomplish whatever I need to be without having to be at my desk. Right. Plus, and, and even just going extending that, you know, the, the ability to maps, mm. you know, instead of having to say, well, when you go to Mrs. Smith's, it's the third street on the right next to that big oak tree and take a left. You know, I mean, that's not the best way of doing things, but it's the way we used to have to do things. So uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm one of those, I'm guilty of it. I'm one of those people who's attached to the phone all the time. It's funny that you're talking about the maps because I remember, I remember when I moved here, which was, I don't know, like 10 years ago, I was still printing out maps from oh, yeah. MapQuest. <laughs> but that was a huge benefit because I, yeah. you know, we used to have to take the, we're dating ourselves, we used to have to take out the paper maps and figure out the quadrant of where you were going to be. Like, our kids will never know how to do that. Oh, my God, I know. It's like there are so many things that I was thinking about the other day that I, I, I will, well, also, I have a lot of millennials working for me, and I, I will do references to different devices or whatever, and <laughs> the look on their face, I'm like, oh, shit, you don't know what I'm talking about. Right, right, right. Yeah, Randy McNally was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Encyclopedias. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Okay, we didn't have to. We, we had to actually think about our our um, information and our answers. We didn't have to just Google everything. Well, and we actually had to talk to each other when we were in the same room. Oh my God! Remember those days? Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> we have to make appointments for that now. Um, so, uh, and you're. A, I think you really exemplify this. Um, 
in terms of what's your idea of a work-life balance, how do you keep and create your work-life balance? Because I think yours is great. I think I really like yours. Well, thank you. Yeah, very, very welcome. <laughs> um, you know, I think it depends on how you define work-life balance. And, and for me, it's, it's, def- it's figuring out what that means for each individual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, I, I kind of am attached to my phone. I am attached right. to my businesses. Okay. You know, when you mm-hmm. own a company, you know, the buck stops here and you have to always be accountable and responsible. So, right. you know, I you know, might be uh, texting or answering emails at 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. or doing those things. But I feel like the ability to be able to do it where I want and when I want, you right. know, being able to... You know, I can take off early to get my kids from some school and know that when I get home, I can finish up the, the things that I didn't get to do because right. I was there at the school. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that I work a lot of hours, but I tend to do it in a lot of different locations and throughout the day. And it's stuff that I love doing. Like, I love mm. my work. So it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like I'm overwhelmed with stress. You know, right, I, right. I choose the projects that I take mm-hmm. on. I choose the things that I do. And so... You know, if I am, you know, like I was last night at 8.30 at night at my best friend's house still answering work texts, which wasn't, uh, didn't necessarily endear me, but <laughs> but it also means that, you know, when she yep. has an important event in the middle of the day, I can be there. And so it exactly. just is a matter of being mm-hmm. able to have a, a work-life balance that means something to me. And then the other thing mm-hmm. is that I really, uh, <clears throat> I take opportunities to seize life when I have them in front of me. You know, right. I... Once a year, I pretty much, every year I take one long vacation that generally is something that lets me unplug completely from my office mm. and from my work and just disconnect and not have mm-hmm. any ability to work. And right. so that's tough to do. It's tough to take a whole seven days. And, you know, last year I scuba dived. I was on a scuba diving ship in the Bahamas yeah. for a week. And there was literally like, you know, you can want to answer an email, but it's not going to get to you undersea. <laughs> so making myself yeah. do that, physically removing right. myself from the ability to work helps too. Mm. No, I, I, I really I really think that there's – I try to – I always try to do at least one trip a year um, away. Uh, you know, even – and it's so it's so sad, but sometimes even just going to – like we live we're, – we're, we're, we're both in Florida here. We both um, are have access to the beaches. We both live close to yes. the beaches. I will still rent a house on, on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? And it's and it just it um, you know, it's like, oh, well you live in Florida, you could just get there. I do okay. those things, but you know. I still wind up working when I do those things. That's yes. my work life balance. Mm-hmm. I give myself one a year where I can't do those things. I, I give myself one a year where I'm totally disconnected. How do you how do you not freak out? Um How do you, you know, cope? It's, it's so so A, I have amazing <laughs> staff around me who I know I can trust. I know that the company will not burn down without me for right. seven days. Mm-hmm. If it is, I've done something wrong to begin with. That's such a good point. And then, um, you know, after that, it's sort of my philosophy with pretty much everything that's scary, which is um, you don't have to have the courage, you know, for the fall. You just have to have the courage for the first step. Right. And so, you know, once you mm. go ahead and get on that plane and you're gone, like, just deal with it, you know. So you right. might be worried, but you just deal with it. Once you're mm-hmm. gone, you, you, it tends to work itself out. Yeah, you know, and that's a really good point. Um, if it can't run without you for a week, you've done something wrong. And I think that's a really true point. I, I, I mean, it has to do, of course, with tenure and length of service and business. Oh, you yeah, know, of course, of course, yeah. Your first couple of years, that may not be the case. Your first year, that may not be the case. Um, but, you know, if you've been established, you've gotten to a good spot, there, that should absolutely be the rule. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I think that's a really key point. Um, but if, you can, if we can go three weeks without you... <laughs> 
(laughs) It might be the same, might be true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true as well. Um, Now, what what do you, do you have, a lot of people have three keys, uh, well, they have multiple keys, they have a whole key ring um, of things that they do that they feel make them successful. If you had to narrow it down to three, what do you think would be your three keys to success? Um, I think first and foremost, and it's something that I look what I look for when I'm going to work with somebody for sure is work ethic. Yep. I can learn everything, but if I don't have a work ethic, it's no good at all. So, you know, the buck stops with me and my company. If, if my staff members are having problems, if they're struggling, even if it's something that I wouldn't normally do in the course of a day, it's my job to find out where can I help them? How can I help them not struggle? Right. Um, if something has to get done, if a client needs services or, you know, someone needs an answer at 8 o'clock at night. I mm-hmm. put that as a priority in right. my life. So I think just having, you know, the dedication to, to be willing to put in the effort to, to get something done right. is huge. And not mm-hmm. everybody does. I mean, and you can get by in life without working really hard. You can't be successful in life without working really hard. But mm-hmm. it's the, your choice what you want to do, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think the next uh, is transparency. Mm-hmm. I think that anyone who knows me... Uh, knows that I am exactly the same person regardless of the situation. So you can put me in the room with um, someone who's providing direct care services to clients, and I'm going to be the exact same person as I am if I'm in the room with a, you know, CFO or CEO or the chairman Mm -hmm. of our board of investors. Um, You know, I understand, you know, mostly understand appropriate behavior. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Some people might debate that as well. But so there's, I mean, you have to know how to be professional, but who are you? And, Mm. and be true to that. And I think people respect that across the board. Um, Mm -hmm. I was in a negotiation once with, um, some fellow franchisees and, um, the leadership, the CEO and COO of Griswold Home Care Mm -hmm. uh, about a year ago. And the CEO was speaking and the F-bomb came flying out of his mouth (laughs) as we were discussing something. he's like, Please pardon me, everyone, except for Meg. Because <laughs> I just am who I am. So I think transparency is really important. And I respect people who are the same. Of course. And then the next is being unafraid of change. Like, mm-hmm. the world is constantly changing. Business right. is constantly changing. And, you know, the, most, the six most expensive words in the English language are, but we've always done it that way. Like, <laughs> That's mm-hmm. great. What worked for you yesterday may not work for you tomorrow. Amen, and sister. if you're going to cling to those things, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to hinder yourself. I couldn't um, agree more. Yeah. So I think uh, being able to really take a look at what your plans are, reevaluate. I, like I said before, I'm big on goal setting. Yeah. But then I also sit down and reassess what those goals are. And I'm willing to say, okay, you know what? Maybe this is what I thought was best for my business or myself six months ago, mm-hmm. but having been going down that route, having explored those things, now I'm going to say that I should maybe do it this way instead. And right. so constantly look for, am I on the right path or do I need to change something? Yeah. And I think that when, as you, with every person, you know, if you're, if you're on a track and you're it, the world, it's not only that your company's evolving, the world's evolving. And, and sometimes your company, and I know this firsthand, you're evolving faster than the world. And then the world's evolving faster than you. And then it's it's a constant different, uh, you're in a different time-space continuum. And sometimes you feel like you're in retrograde and sometimes you feel like you're really going forward. And uh, it's really good to be able to pivot in those times and be able to change your plans. And I also think with the um, point you're saying about transparency, I also have that wonderful skill of being the same person all the time. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And, you know, it's, it's kind of... Um, I was in a presentation, and um, I'm in a I'm in a boardroom full of people. Everyone's in suits, 
I don't do suits. <laughs> I do. Uh, I'll do. I'll do a jacket. I'll do a blazer. I'll do a blazer. I'll do a blazer, a button-down shirt, and some jeans. But I uh, don't expect dress shoes. I'm always wearing tennis shoes, sneakers, yeah. something like that. That's me. That's my brand. I'm, that's it. So I, w- I walked in there with my team. My team was all dressed appropriately. I wasn't. And um, sat down. We're talking. And they were talking. They were uh, they were doing this presentation. They were talking about numbers on a spreadsheet. And I'm like, and it's so boring. And then, <laughs> and then it was like, and then they got to the numbers that we created. And I was just like, yo, those are some sexy numbers. <laughs> and everyone looked at me like, Rrr! and my client put her hand on my shoulder and went, yes, they are. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've literally like called a sex, a spreadsheet sexy before, so I can totally get it. It's, it's so funny, right? We are dorks. Just so you know, other yeah. people, like not everybody thinks like that. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's so funny because you know what? I got so close to that client in that moment. Right. Because I was not afraid to be who I was. Because you relate to people. Yeah. And a sense of humor. I mean, I really mm-hmm. think a sense of humor is huge because people mm-hmm. relate and like people who make them laugh. Yeah. I, yeah, I do think that I do think that, that is a is an important factor. Um, but I think really just being who you are is yeah. great. And if you don't know who you are, go find And if some. you're not funny, yeah. don't try. Don't try. <laughs> don't try. Oh my gosh. I I was in another meeting where someone was trying to out funny me. Not gonna happen. I was like, please, but um, <laughs> but anyway, I actually got them as a client in the end, but which is really weird. But um, okay, so let's talk about something a little bit different, you know. And I'm I'm really interested to hear your answer on this because you know when we're talking with uh, people such as yourself, they're super ambitious, super organized, super successful. That are constantly looking for new things to grow. It's interesting to see who they turn to and like who are their advisors. Do you have like three advisors or mentors or anybody that you turn to? Or respect their opinion? So I am constantly talking to other people and seeking their advice, you know, and, and there's people who I look to who are, you know, really at pillars in their industry. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm fortunate to have, you know, be lucky enough to be able to have access to some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really depends on the subject or the issue that I'm looking or needing advice on. So mm-hmm. when it comes to franchising, um, and I'm very involved, as you mentioned at the top, uh, was president of our franchisee association. Yeah. I'm still mm-hmm. on the board of directors. And for anyone who's not familiar, that's where owners um, inside a franchise, franchisees mm-hmm. get together and form a group to help each other that is a separate entity from the franchisor. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff. If you've never been in a franchise, you know, I know home care really well, but franchising actually is like its own ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, the work that we did in forming that group and we renegotiated the contract between um, the franchisees and the home office. And okay. in doing so, you know, I got that award. You know, what we also did was the association got an award and the franchisor got franchisor of the year. So it was a huge effort right. mm-hmm. that we put out there. So going to the expert in that field was, mm-hmm. in that case, it was Bob Pervin, who's a franchising attorney. And I can't believe I'm just recommending an attorney. Please shoot me now. Ah. Um, but he's brilliant and he understands franchising. And mm-hmm. he was able to sit with me and say, what are your goals and how do we, able, you know, to mm-hmm. accomplish that? And mm-hmm. You know, it's been a phenomenal process. And, you know, if anyone uh, listening to the podcast is a franchisee, I really mm-hmm. think that every system could be better by having, you know, really good groups of owners get together and work for the betterment of the system. Agreed. And yeah. he really mm-hmm. helped us do that. Mm-hmm. So um, Bob Pervin's one. Um, there's a woman locally, uh, Susan Blackburn. She is mm-hmm. the president of Freedom Bank, which is a local community bank here. Yes, mm-hmm. um, She is amazing. You know, I met her through the bank, and we've developed a friendship over the years since mm-hmm. then. And she is a pillar in the financial services community here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, she's just a brilliant businesswoman who is no BS. Nice. And so, 
you know, she'll sit down with me and, and we'll discuss goals and we'll talk about projects. And she always gives me a really good um, perspective. And she uh, has just one or two more years of experience than I. <laughs> I'm the, she has a lot more experience than I. So mm-hmm. her wealth as a woman in a professional industry mm-hmm. that maybe wasn't always um, dominated by women as well mm-hmm. um, is really great. And it's very she's very empowering. Um, mm-hmm. And I like being around people who want to help bring others up in the right. process. And so mm-hmm. she's been wonderful at that. And then... Um, you know, the last one kind of relates back to my first one, honestly, which is my fellow franchisees. And, mm-hmm. and I can't pick any one of them out because we have such an amazing group. But, you know, we host a call every month on best practices and right. we sit down and we ask each other questions and we share ideas and we work together and we have pooled funds so that if one of us needs help, we all pitch in. And there's some really brilliant business people mm-hmm. within Griswold Home Care. And so going to them and finding out because we're in the same business, but we're not competing against each other. Of so course, yeah. it's a great way to, to be with other industry professionals. But mm-hmm. honestly, I, I'm, I'm very good friends with other people who even may compete with me against, you know, locally. And mm-hmm. keeping those lines of communication open and Absolutely. saying, this is how I do it. How do you do it? You mm-hmm. know, without giving away the shop, yeah. but we can solve problems together right. and make the whole industry rise up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I'm interested. There's a couple uh, follow-up questions I have for you. Um, with the... Um, it's almost like a meeting, a meeting of the minds, this knowledge meeting that you have with everybody. How do you, you know, for anybody out there that's trying to facilitate a meeting like this, that sounds daunting, you know, having all of these people. And how do you make sure that everyone's heard? Is it a conference call or like, how does it work? It's a conference call. And I wish that we could do it in person, but we're all spread out around the country. Of course. But it's a regularly scheduled conference call. And we ask people to RSVP. And when they RSVP, we ask them to tell us, you know, what's one question that you have? Or mm-hmm. what's one thing that you do really well? Or, you know, what's a best practice that you've seen someone else do? So we ask them to come to the meeting uh, okay. with those things. Good. And then we go through that list of things on the call. And after each one, okay. are there any follow-up questions? Mm-hmm. And once we've gotten through those, we go back to, um, you know, is there anything else? We have an open floor. We've got an extra 15 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. It tends to wind up leading to some really great conversations and ideas. And, Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because I think there's a lot of people now that have a, like a, a whole team that they're working remotely with, and I feel that they have, they'll have meetings about projects, but they will never have meetings about growth or, or meetings about how to make things better. So um, I think in, in it's, you don't have to get super sophisticated, I don't think, in terms of like a lot of people were saying, oh, get video conferencing. It's like, I don't want to do my hair to, to oh, give you answers. I hate you know the way I, mean? I look on camera. I'm so yeah. glad this is a podcast. <laughs> this is being filmed by a secret <laughs> camera in that, that picture right over there. No, um, um, uh, and the other question I had for you is a franchise question. Um, I was interviewing um, a franchisee from uh, Painting with a Twist, and what she was saying that one of the things in any time that she tries to do anything locally, she feels there's a little bit of pushback with the community because that um, they feel that it's just uh, we're franchise. seen as the as a large corporate entity despite the fact that we're locally owned businesses. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How do you overcome that? I mean, that because uh, for for me, I've, I'm not so I've never been in that world. And when I heard that, it was like that would really piss me off. You know what I mean? I'm trying to give back to my community. I'm not like like spreading the like. Yeah. religion of Griswold. Yeah. It's like you're just doing something nice and doing your job. You know, it's frustrating because I think that there is, you know, we don't realize how much, um, how many local business owners are franchisees. I mean, yeah. you know, we look at Subway as a giant brand. Well, that's owned by someone in your community. And so absolutely, they really are small businesses. Um, and I think that really... 
For me personally, is I put so much of who I am into my brand. I think that anyone who works with me, I think that you know most of my clients, um, you know, our referral sources. At the end of the day, they know who I am. Right. You know, my my personal cell phone number. I give it to every new client who comes out. They've got my mm-hmm. my uh, business card, and they're welcome to contact me. Mm-hmm. So I think that making it known that um, that I am a locally owned business, that mm-hmm. I'm a second generation locally owned business. You know, that mm-hmm. my mom started this, and really letting people know that we really are a family that way, and mm-hmm. and and just in general in the community. Not relying on it being a corporation, but relying mm-hmm. on it being, you know, it's Meg. If you have a mm-hmm. problem, at the end of the day, Meg's going to solve it. And so that, I think, helps. I do think that, I think that's really good advice for any franchise franchisees uh, out there that are, you know, really trying to set themselves apart. I think really putting a personal edge on your brand mm-hmm. and really making everybody know in your community. And also getting off your ass and going out there and meeting the people in your community. Yeah. Just because you are, like you were saying, Subway. Just because you're a Subway, you have a brand, they're doing national commercials for you. Well, God bless you. There's a really great local pizza place right next door that's kicking your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Being willing to get out there and meet people, mm-hmm. 100%. And you know, the thing is we have the best of both worlds, though, at the same time. Because while that national brand can sometimes work against people um, in terms of recognizing us locally, mm-hmm. um, it also has a lot of strength. So, right. you know, if I was an independent franchisee, I may not have the wealth of um, advice and opinions and, you know, marketing support and, you know, legal advice and all of the things that are really, you know, right. the nitty gritty of, of running a business sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have the access to. So the, the sword kind of cuts both ways in general. Mm-hmm. And I think it just depends on who you are as to which model is best for you. Mm, that's good advice. I, you know, Okay, here's here's a, like a little a little a little right turn here. What makes you feel successful? And that's so it's successful is such a subjective term. You know, what what makes you feel then quote unquote successful? Um, you know, I think that there's a couple of different measures. Uh, the first one for me is is going to be have I done something that has changed a person or an organization for the better? Correct. Okay. Um, you know the the award that I got for the franchising did not. I, I, it was an honor, but mm-hmm. it's not something that I. You know, I'm not sure where I put it right now. It's not the thing that makes me feel successful. It's the reason behind it. You Absolutely. Know, when we had yeah. our national mm-hmm. conference. Uh, we had our national conference two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, you know, our franchise a few years ago was having problems. It was not a great relationship, and there mm. were. Um, there were law issues, litigation issues, you know, we were unhappy with the contract we had. And five years ago when we formed the association, I mean, we were almost embarrassed to be afraid to be in the room, you know, Mm -hmm. this year, last week, I felt so amazing. Like we were all there as a family. We were Mm -hmm. all there to help each other. The association was featured on the main stage. The corporate office helped us, um, as a franchisee association, raised $5,000, uh, close to $5,000 mm-hmm. for franchisee members, um, uh, clients and caregivers who were affected through Hurricane Irma. Wow. We, um, we were on the main stage giving presentations. We were recognized mm-hmm. as a vital part of the organization. Mm-hmm. And it was like a love fest in the room. And oh, it, that's awesome. that feeling was that's the thing. Awesome. I'm getting goosebumps talking yeah. about it. And it's cheesy. But at the end of the day, like, I've never been proud of anything more mm-hmm. than the way that we all uh, changed the relationship for the better over the course of time. Mm-hmm. So, and the same thing applies in home care. When when I can see that we've found the perfect caregiver to help that client mm-hmm. and she's able to stay home, you know, when she didn't think that she could before right. or her condition improves and and they form these relationships and these bonds, like we've done something there that has made someone's life appreciably better. Mm-hmm. And I am so blessed that I have the ability to both um 
earn a decent living mm-hmm. and also change people's lives for the better. Like I couldn't be more tickled pink that I get to do that. So mm. the changing people's lives for the better is huge and you know, it's not, it doesn't hurt to be able to leave for a week and take a vacation now yes. and then too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's exactly, it's, a, it, it, um, again, everyone, um, uh, everyone listening to the success to go podcast, we were talking to Meg Marin, um, who is the owner of Griswold home care Pinellas that is going to, um, uh, you know, uh, it's really funny because I, I, when I talk to people about success, every single person that I've interviewed so far, it's not been about money. It's no. never been about money. And, and when I was talking in a previous interview with Tiffany Ford, who is the um, director of um, American Stage, <clears throat> she was saying that, uh, you know, we were, talking and we were talking about how you race for that dollar, mm-hmm. and then you get that dollar, and then you get everything that you want, and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Like, yeah. what, what's this worth? And the sooner you wise up and understand that you have to try to go for both. <laughs> yeah. You have to be passionate and awful. I mean, you can still want to have a nice thing. Oh, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. And also I think that, you know, with, with what's nice about your, your business and your business model is that you're able to give back into the community and a really, in a way that does change people's lives. Absolutely. Because I, I, a lot of companies out there, you know, if you're dealing with something that is very, very, if you're dealing with something insurance or you're dealing with something uh, legal or, I don't know, I, just a regular, or even a marketing or sales company. I mean, you need to well, give back somehow. And, you know, even so on, on the consulting side, on the things mm-hmm. that I do there, yeah. one of my clients is a payment processing company. Okay. okay. Not particularly sexy, not, you know, mm-hmm. warm, touchy-feely kind of thing. Right. But when I look at the work that I've done with them, you know, over the last, say, six, eight months that I've been working with them, what I love is looking and going, okay, you know, we had these goals to increase these sales. I can look and see that I, I you know, since we've been working together, we've increased your sales by double in that mm-hmm. area. You know, mm-hmm. that I've made that company better. It may not have made somebody tuck in at night the same way the home care company does, but I get a huge sense of accomplishment and feeling of success from seeing that we set that goal and we accomplish it. So, Absolutely. So maybe that's mm-hmm. part of what it is, is I think mm-hmm. setting goals for yourself and then mm-hmm. actually seeing, you know, following it through till you get there. Yeah, and, I, and this is something else that I always say to, to different businesses is that you're not going to know... Uh, you need to know what you want. Mm-hmm. What is your measure of success for yourself and also for your company? How can you stay afloat? But what do you need to reach? Because if it's if it could be um, you know for a marketing company it could be it could be uh, getting a thousand emails uh, email addresses in a month yeah. for sales it could be this much sales. There's all these different things, but a lot of people just kind of go. I need to get clients. Well. And, you know, the thing is, is with goal setting, and, and this is, you know, probably elementary, I wouldn't be surprised if everybody has said it, but, mm. you know, when you set a goal, you should use that rule of it should be smart. So it should be specific, it should be measurable, yep. it should be achievable. Uh, what, are the, what are the other two? Terrific. There you go. There's an <laughs> R in there somewhere, too. But at the end of the day, you know, you need to be mm. able to set a goal that you can clearly define. I need mm. to be able to say exactly you know, it's not get a client, it's, you know, or, or be more, you know, grow my business. It's I'm going to grow my business by X percent mm-hmm. by X date. Mm-hmm. And then you can measure that along the way. You can stop halfway through exactly. and say, have I made it halfway? Right. You can, you mm-hmm. know, and then as we said before, reassess. If I mm-hmm. haven't made it halfway, what am I going to do differently in the next, you know, mm-hmm. half of it to, to change that? Mm-hmm. So it really have to have very granular goals, I believe in. Yeah, I, I agree, completely agree because I think that Risk is something that you can take, but 
you can take really calculated risks. I mean, I've seen businesses take plunges because they don't know how the hell to measure their success. No, you. Ha- I mean, being in business is a risky thing. And so oh, everyone yeah, has yeah. to decide, you know, and we talk about this a lot in my franchisee association with each other. Yeah. You know, you have to decide what risk you're comfortable with in general. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when it comes to, uh, to, to plunging, you should never do it without having, you know, really taken a look and said, okay, this is what... I'm good with this, and I can live with these consequences. I can defend this action, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's 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 a tool everyone I think can use. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. You know, um, you know what, what's one thing we're talking about like things other businesses kind of uh, struggled with, or there's like a pitfalls. Have you seen one thing with maybe franchisees in per, in particular that um, hinder their success? You know, I think. Um, <clears throat> Well, now I have two thoughts. Um, So the first thing I would say relates back to what we just talked about, which is um, not measuring Mm. everything. Right. You know, in in my in my office, we measure every every phone call that we get of someone who might want care. You know, we're measuring when did that call come in? Who took that call? Did they set up a home visit? Where did they get our information? Does that person become a client? And Mm -hmm. and how many hours are they using? And so there's really, there's a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of data points. And my office can tell you I'm very data oriented. I've got the spreadsheet that is, you know, by referral source, by week, by month, you know, Mm -hmm. conversion rates for office staff members, like really measure things because you can only fix what you can measure. Of course. And then mm-hmm. um, the next thing is, is is fear. You know, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid to make change, like we said earlier. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. Don't let that fear of risk stop you from that new investment. Mm-hmm. So be reasonable. You know, don't be running willy-nilly into things, but don't let your fear stop you from, from working towards the things you want to accomplish. One follow-up to the, um, uh, the, the piece of information, which I, like, I'm a marketer, so it's like a wet dream. I mean, that you get all that information um, off of those calls. How can you? How do you get your? I think everyone would want to know. How do you get your staff to get that information? Well, I mean, in my office, it's a very specific thing. Is we keep intake sheets at everyone's desk, so mm-hmm. they're taking notes and writing all of that down at every, you know, as it goes. Mm-hmm. And we keep a binder that everyone has access to. And we, you know, not only do we write all that down, we follow up with those people every single week. And you know, if mm-hmm. they haven't become a client, we keep working until. They do, um, mm-hmm. or until they're tired of us. <laughs> I swear to you, I'm, I'm fine now. <laughs> um, but so, you know, it really becomes a company culture, mm. and it's, it's something that we talk about. You know, everyone in my office is aware of numbers. They know mm-hmm. every week, you know, how many hours are we assisting clients and, and how many new client starts did we mm-hmm. have. And so it's just a company culture of doing that, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a power in habit. So once mm-hmm. you begin doing something and it's something that you consistently keep up with, it's, it becomes a habit, and you do it. And if right. you don't, you it'll never become something that you do. So, right. um, and then you know, at the end of the day, my um, you know my director of marketing knows that each month we're going to sit down and analyze all that data together. So yeah. if I just had her collect it and then never asked her to sit down and work with it and analyze it for me, yeah. it probably would again fall to the wayside because mm-hmm. you're not doing something that you're not getting some sort of reward for, and it's not even necessarily a monetary reward, but the reward of sitting down together. Working together, putting our minds together, and make it meaningful. Exactly, finding meaning in those numbers matter. Mm -hmm. If you collect them and never find meaning, it's no good. Okay, and this is something like I hope everyone's listening to this because I've so many people have said to me, um, you know, past clients or uh, people that I've talked to or have done consulting when I've done um, we've had businesses in, they've said, I can't get my people to do that. I can't get my people to do that right now. Mega just told you that she was able to do that. So, you know, it's, it's, I really think it's a bullshit point um, that I, I think I hate when people say that they can't get their staffs to do something. I don't like the term get 
mustache no, can do not, something. Yeah. That's I think that's probably maybe the issue. I think there's a huge, <laughs> you know, company culture yeah. is so important. I mean, if we look at things, honestly, I'm surprised that hasn't come up sooner. Mm. Because the culture of an office where everyone is working together and everyone wants to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't micromanage people. I'm not the boss who's going to lean over your shoulder and, you know, whatever. I would just want to see the results. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. And people know that if they have problems, if there's things going on in their lives, that I'm there to support them. Like I, you know, I would give my staff a kidney if they needed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I would do anything that I need to help them be successful. Mm-hmm. But if somebody, you know, if I told somebody to do something and they didn't, they just didn't do it, mm-hmm. they just wouldn't stay on my staff for long. You know, right. we have a culture of we're all here to help each other mm-hmm. and, you know, we're all here to work for the same things. And and if I, as, as the leader of this organization, have mm-hmm. asked for something, it's not, you know, there's not many things that I say, we're going to do this, you have to do it this mm-hmm. way. So when I do, it's important. Brings me to another question. It's kind of, it's kind of a little different than what we were doing, talking about before, you know. How do you get rid of a stinker? Like, how do you identify someone who's uh, that's not a good fit for your company, and how fast do you act? That's so hard. You know, it really mm. is. What I find is that by the time I've been mulling over whether or not someone is a right fit for my company, I know that they're not. Like, if I yeah, have that right? doubt in that's my right. gut, mm-hmm. it's too late. And, and totally. as soon as I start doing that, everything <laughs> they do drives me insane. It's like, have you ever <laughs> oh heard that God, phrase, so bitch-eating crackers? <laughs> like, it's everything's fine. And then as soon as I decide that, like, it's like, oh, my God, is she going to eat that right here? I mean, it just... <laughs> How many cups of coffee is she going to make? How many K-cups can you have in a day? So, you know, so the, so the truth is, is that once you, you know, once you've gotten there, it's really best to let them go. And it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's hard. No one likes doing it. Nobody it's likes brutal, doing it. brutal, you know. But the honest truth is that that person is also not going to be successful in that role. If you've gotten there, mm-hmm. you know, I, I try to work really hard with bringing people up to success. So it's not, you right. know, the first thing they've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it generally goes back to not being a part of the company culture. Yeah, of course. And, I and if I, you. if you're not a part of that company culture, mm-hmm. um, then you're not going to be successful. And I'm preventing you from finding a place where you will be. I'm doing mm-hmm. you a disservice exactly. by letting you to continue to stay here and mm-hmm. fail in that role. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that, that there might be some people who I've fired in the past who would disagree <laughs> with that philosophy. <laughs> some of mine as well. <laughs> but you know, that's really how I've come to look at it. And and you have to look at the health of the whole organization. And you can't let one bad person bring everybody else down. And it really it's so true. You know, as soon as someone starts it's almost like a piece of rotting fruit. It starts to stink up the whole office at some mm-hmm. point. And um it's I mean, I've seen I've seen whole organizations go down in a quarter because of one person that was really stinking up their office and, and, and was just needed to be removed. You know, like what, we're talking about different things and we've, we've shared a lot of pieces of advice. What piece of advice do you think that all business professionals sh- should know? What have you learned that's the most valuable? Well, I mean, I feel like we've covered some of it in the terms of the mm-hmm. be yourself and, you know, measure things, set goals. But right. the one thing that we haven't covered yet that I think is, um, is an important thing is for uh, people to um, be willing to f- admit failure, admit mm-hmm. your mistakes. You know, there's a there's a group. Um, it's a national, no, it's an international group that puts on these events called Fuck Up Nights. Okay. And it's where you know they have speakers who come up, yes, four or five yes, people, I know what you're and explain about, yeah. how they have fucked up in the past. You know, <laughs> and and I'm not afraid to do that. I'm not afraid to tell my staff. You know what? I'm I was wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I said that this is what we should be doing. But now that I look at it, I was wrong here. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I, 
that I lost $5,000 on a security deposit working with a bad landlord once, and I will never do that again. Mm-hmm. It hurt. It was an expensive lesson, mm-hmm. but I learned from it. And so being willing to say, listen, I did that wrong before. I'm not going to do it again mm-hmm. is important. And for your team and for the people who work with you, the, the fact that you are willing to admit your mistakes will help them come to you and be honest mm-hmm. when they have made mistakes. Of course. And, and, if I can sit, and if I can say that I've... Um, done something wrong and, and, and seek help and seek advice from you, mm-hmm. then you know that you can do the same for me. Of course. I think it's a really good point. You know, uh, I think a lot of business owners feel that if they do admit failure, it makes them vulnerable and makes them less of a leader. And But I've found... I mean, in my company, I, this is, yeah. I'm, I'm completely transparent. If I'm stressed out and I'm frustrated and we're working on a project together, let's share that frustration. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Let's, let's commiserate. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And try to make it, find it and find a solution. It's not, it's not like, hey, let's go to the water cooler and bitch for an hour. No. But it's, it's, it's being able to be vulnerable to that point where you're human. Yeah. Well, and I respect people who have humanity and humility, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can... I can joke all day long, I'm the best. But at the end of the day, I have a lot of humility. I would not be doing any of the things that I would be doing without a whole lot of wonderful success. You know, other people around me, my staff, mm-hmm. my advisors, you know, you guys. It's, mm-hmm. It really, it's it's a community, and it's not any one person's effort. So, you know, being able to check your ego when it comes to those things is just important. Yeah, that's why I really, I really hate going to business events. Like, I <laughs> hate it. Like, because uh, I'm, like, I, I call myself the truth canon. Because mm-hmm. um, like someone handed me a business card before they said something, they introduced themselves to me at a networking event, and I said, "No, that's not how you do it." <laughs> and, and oh, they must have loved that. And, and they didn't. They were like, "Oh, like they were like they turned into the, like the robot that like short circuits <laughs> and they didn't know what to do." And I'm like, "Okay, bye." Um, and that's why uh, you know, uh, vice president of the Go Agency, Dale does most of the the, the shaking hands and kissing babies because I'm too honest for it most of the times. Yeah. Um, but it would be so much better. If everyone approached everyone just like as human beings, professionally, of well, course. Well, and you know what? Being honest doesn't mean um, always being negative or putting things. I no. can be blunt, no. but, no. but you know, I told one of my staff members yesterday, give them like a positivity sandwich. You know, like yeah. we're really excited to be able to help you. You know, mm. this is blah 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 blah. However, we just need to make sure that you understand. You know, yeah. X, Y, and Z. So put a positive spin on things, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm a po- I'm a I'm a ridiculously positive person, mm-hmm. and so I think that that's also mm-hmm. really important. People who are negative, you know, if you think that you're going to fail, you will. You will, totally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so believe in, believe in yourself, as corny as that sounds. Yeah, no, I think most of the, most of the best advice is corny. Um, what, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, a lot of people will like to know what other people are reading that are successful. You know, is there any book? that you're currently reading or anything does, that does, you've read? Does, does Facebook count? Oh, Facebook absolutely <laughs> counts. To learn more about the Go Agency. <laughs> no, but Check out Griswold Home Care on <laughs> Facebook. Like my page. <laughs> it's um, a great reading. You know, honestly, a lot of the reading that I do tends to be uh, fiction reading just mm. to kind of escape because I spend right. so much of my time. The reading that I do for work tends to be very dry stuff, regulations, regulations legal opinions, and, yeah. you know, attorneys, mm-hmm. you know, 40-page memo on, you mm-hmm. know, labor laws, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I sit down to read the rest of the time, um, I really do look for um, something that's just more fun, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I do have 
on the trip coming up, I need to find uh, a nice, good, inspirational book for my next, uh, you know, unplug week. So, if mm-hmm. you have any advice, I will find one. Give for it to you. me after the show. Yeah, I will. I will. It's 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 funny because you're saying you say fiction, and I always I'm always saying, okay, well, these books are great, and these books are great. Honest to God, I will go to sleep and read comic books. Yeah, like I just need something that is colorful, cheerful, that is like. You know, the the favorite part of my day is when I get to lay down and read Captain Underpants with my son. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe that's the best book, the ones that I read with my kids. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Okay, so um, now we have, okay, this is the question. Um, if you could change one thing about your business, what would it be? Um, you know, uh, I guess, again, I have two, I, you know, you asked me for one thing and I have two answers. Fine, go for it. <laughs> uh, one is, you know, on the home care side is... Um, finding really great caregivers, you know, finding mm. people who have a compassion for their clients, who want to connect with them, who have that work ethic and, right. you know, who are going to be there and be consistent and mm-hmm. be someone who I'm proud to refer. Right. And we only refer people that we're proud to refer. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we spend an awful lot of time on that. And I, you know, if we just had access to more wonderful caregivers, we mm. could help so many more people. Right, so, of course. Um, there's definitely a shortage of caregivers. Oh, yeah, there is. And it's just going to mm. get worse. I mean, it's going to get worse The population is aging, and um, it's a tough demographic. So mm. I think that I would love to be able to solve that caregiver shortage or mm. to have a way to communicate why working with us is the best thing that they could do. Right, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then the second thing is, is you know, I, I work in a very regulated industry, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of things that, that states and governments can do that are meant to make make people better and safer. And Mm -hmm. I believe in all of those things because I I don't want to create a a world where people are not protected and taken care of. Of But sometimes it's, it's, you know, when you go into the nuance of, you know, this versus that, we talk about risk and, you know, the litigation. And, you know, if you get Mm -hmm. this regulation wrong, it's, there's big risks associated. So Mm -hmm. I just wish that regulations were written in a way that we could all understand and be clear on. Mm -hmm. They're written in plain English. Yes. That would be enormously helpful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I mean, you're, you're preaching in the converted. It's like uh, we have some clients that we have highly technical, um, you know, it's not even, we have medical, but we have medical that have lots of regulations. And it's like, who, who can read this? Yeah. Like, you need an interpreter. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, I wonder if the doctor has to hire an interpreter to read this to yeah. them or something. Well, and, and things like there's, you know, we just have such a litigious society. And oh, that, yeah. you know, three attorneys mm-hmm. can read the exact same, you know, section of the Fair Labor Standards Act. And mm-hmm. tell you three different ways that right? you should be properly enforcing it. And, <laughs> you know, it would be great if we yeah. had actual, if people had to prove that they had a case before they went to court. Right. You know, I, I spoke with an owner this morning um, on one of our association calls who's in another part of the country and is dumping, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into legal bills Jeez. for something that we think that she did is right. You know, it doesn't matter if you're right. It doesn't mm. matter. It just matters what you can afford to prove. Ugh, that's so ridiculous. Well, that's definitely something that needs to be changed. So, um, I before we go with uh, we go off the uh, air with you, Meg. Um, I want you just to talk a little bit about your upcoming event in February because I'm excited to hear more about it. I am super excited about the event. Um, we are hosting the. Uh, it'll be our second annual this year. Uh, yes. Delivered with Heart Awards, uh, okay. and what it is, it's an event to recognize individuals in our community mm-hmm. who go above and beyond to help elders. Um, last year we had. 35 nominees and eight awards, cool. and um, everyone who's nominated is recognized. 
it's a really great way to, to find someone who you know who's who's really working hard to better the community, to give back like we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, and, and to give them an opportunity to shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hold the event at the Chihuly Collection nice. downtown St. Pete. So it's a spectacularly beautiful venue. It's a gorgeous venue, yeah. It really is. Um, we're very fortunate to get to do that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we raise money for local charities through silent auction, uh, suggested door donations, 50-50 raffles. It's really... It began last year as a way to celebrate um, our company's 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And for us, you know, the best way to celebrate was to thank the people who've made us successful. Of course. Yeah. And we just had such a great time that this year we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. And we're inviting other businesses in the community to come in and sponsor it with us. Nice. Um, and so I'm, I'm super excited about it. How can people learn more or get involved in any way? You know, I think the best way would be to email me. Um, okay. You can go to our website and get my email address, or it's M-E-G-M-A-I-R-N at gmail.com, mm-hmm. uh, which is an easier to remember than the longer <laughs> corporate address. Uh-huh. But um, uh, also the Go Agency, uh, you guys, thankfully, mm-hmm. are going to be a spectacular sponsor of the event. I'm super excited to have yeah, you a part of so it. Yeah, we're so excited to be a part of it. So if someone doesn't mm-hmm. know how to reach me, I'm sure that you would put them in touch. I would, I would, I would. Um, and, and we have limited sponsorships. We didn't want it to be like a big marketing event. We really wanted it to be about the community and about the charity. So um, if people are interested, they should get in touch with us soon. Absolutely. And, and um, I was curious, uh, what, how are the, how are the um, nominees chosen? The nominees are chosen through um, anyone in the community can submit someone for nomination. Oh, awesome. We'll be um, opening up nominations on November 1st, so keep looking for that. Um, We do that through uh, Facebook. We'll have announcements for the nominations. Um, And if you live in our community, our marketer will be out, uh, you know, soliciting nominations. Um, We'll ask everyone to tell us who they care about. Um, And then they're chosen, though, based on the content of the nomination. So awesome. not just, you know, well, this person's popular, so six people put her name in and she wins. Yeah. It's more like, you know, tell us a story. You know, last year, one of our award winners mm-hmm. for um, family delivered with heart was a woman in her 80s who takes care of those around her when they need help. So oh, she, man. you know, uh-huh. her friend was sick with cancer, so she took all of her clothes and sewed the holes in them or baked oh. her cookies and, you know, went above and beyond mm-hmm. caring for people younger than her. Um, and going out of her way to really make sure that the people in her community were taken care of. And Mm -hmm. so we look at that, you know, the content of the nomination, the stories that people are telling us. Uh, It's going to be a blind selection this year, so we're not going to know and, you know, as the selection committee won't know the name of the person, again, because... That's cool, yeah. It shouldn't be a, it's a popularity contest. It should yeah. be for people's acts and deeds. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we're super excited about it. And sponsors mm-hmm. get to sit on the selection committee as well. Okay, that's awesome. And you know what? You really got to check out the Facebook page for that, um, for Griswold. Home Care Pinellas. Um, I know a fantastic social media company that will be helping out and sponsoring. That's the Go Agency at the GoAgencyUSA.com. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just in a plugging mood. But um, obviously, if you want to learn more about Meg, you can go to GriswoldHomeCare.com. Um, and also, if you are looking for any consulting um, to companies in the senior care industry, you can look for Meg for Marin Consulting LLC. Meg, it's been really awesome talking to you. I really enjoyed our time together today. Um, so, uh, yeah. Thank you so much. For, I got to say, it's, it's more fun than I thought it'd be. Well, little... <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good. Well, it, I thought it was going to be shit. I always but... know, no, I always <laughs> no, know hanging out with you is fun, but I've never done a podcast before. Oh, you never have? I'm the first. Oh, my God. Well, excellent. Well, I've, I've taken Meg's uh, podcast virginity today. So, um, excellent. Well, hey, folks, um, it has been um, a lot of fun today on the social uh, Success to Go podcast. I'm 
flapping too hard. Check out our other podcasts that are available on iTunes, as well as Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, Ad Nauseam. You'll find them. Just put it in a search engine. You'll find it. Um, we have lots of good interviews coming up with some more successful entrepreneurs. So, you know, just, you know, keep listening. All right. Next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.